Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Hey, welcome back to Modern Business Podcast. This is Ryan Hicks, and this is the podcast to meet franchise business leaders from all parts of the franchise community. Thank you very much for listening, as always, and following and sharing. Um, be sure you do hit the subscribe button. If you have not, we want to demolish the subscribe button and make it wish it was never there because you hit it so hard. So please subscribe to the show. And then also... We have another giveaway today. We are going to be mailing a gift from Empathy Wines, who we've had. Uh, we had Gary Vaynerchuk on the podcast, and we've been uh, we've worked with some of their group, and uh, we have some wine going out to someone who comments on this post on Facebook with their favorite gold nugget from this podcast. So be sure to do that. Maybe we'll let our guest pick what that favorite gold nugget is in their eyes. And speaking of the guests. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce the president of IFPG, the International Franchise Professional Groups, to the show. This is a gentleman that brings over 25 years of executive leadership in many different areas of franchising and marketing and entrepreneurship. He is an experienced franchisor, uh, CEO, speaker, consultant, Mr. Red Boswell. Welcome to Modern Business, brother. Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, Ryan. I'm curious, can the guest also be a winner of the wine? Yeah, so we're kind of making this up on the fly. I told you I'd announce something on the front side. So, yes, they, they can be. This is our show. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take my name out of the hat. I'll be happy to help uh, pick one at random, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you a bottle of wine next time I see you. But today, uh, we're going to get into how... Some group how franchisors can really engage the broker networks. How can they can take franchise sales to the next level? Um, we'll explore some personal branding and a bunch of different other stuff. I'll try to keep us on topic, but no promises. But let's start though with learning for the folks that do not know about you. Let's learn a little bit about your background. How did you get into franchising? You know. Right. It's uh, to keep it short back in, I'll take it back to fourth grade. So, and not even joking, I'm in elementary school down in Houston. The Houston Oilers were the big thing. Earl Campbell was everybody's hero. And I found a place across town that had Houston, uh, actually NFL pencils. So back then there was no laptops. We all used pencils. And so, um, I, I, I bought a couple of packets of uh, NFL pencils and my friends went crazy for it. I paid like two bucks for 24 pencils. My friends were offering me two bucks, three bucks, five bucks just for the Houston Oilers pencil. It had the Oilers, you know, colors, etc. So I went back, bought a whole bunch more, got the whole piggy bank out and set up buddies in each of the rooms around the school, each of the classrooms with distributorships. We'll call them franchises and started taking a little override off of each one. And they're selling this, you know, the, the, everybody hated the Steelers. So the Steelers was like 10 cents. Anyway, <laughs> it was a blast. I learned a lot from it. And I think the Federal Trade Commission is still after me for that illegal franchise I set up. But Franchise fun since fourth grade. <laughs> I love that. But if you fast forward a decade or two, I started some crazy businesses that all failed. But one that 
Somehow, uh, the sweat equity paid off. It was a pooper scooper franchise or pooper scooper business. I did it sort of as a challenge from a buddy and I, I made it work. And so built it up to seven figures in the Dallas area, said, we got to take this national, looked around, studied, tried to figure out what, what that meant, looked at licensing, looked at doing it corporately with investors. And I saw franchising as the perfect way to do it. I get a lot of fulfillment out of helping people achieve their dreams in business and Seeing that it was a low investment, high margin business, if you could market it and scoop poop, you could do well. And so I, I, I started that some two decades ago and had a blast, built it up to 148 franchises in 28 states and then sold it to Home Task a few years later. So uh, franchising is in my blood and uh, I love doing it every day. Killer. Well, you've you've certainly been successful in franchising. So kind of there's a lot in between that and today, but we'll skip a big long bio. Basically, you've you've held multiple positions at, at executive level and all different aspects of franchising. But what brings you to the dark side? So you've been a franchisor, and now now you're on 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 the dark side. So tell us tell us about uh, tell us about what you're up to now and what brought you here. I like that, the dark side. Yeah, um, so I left a previous role. I was CEO for Action Coach North America last year. Prior to that, chief growth officer uh, globally for them and a couple other brands. And I had expected I would stay in that realm, president or CDO of a franchisor. Had a lot of great conversations with good friends in franchising. And one of them that I've known for a long time is Don Daskowski. Don's the founder of IFPG. Now, as a CDO for several brands, chief development officer uh, and VP of franchising, I worked with all the broker groups. Uh, Many folks don't know there's eight national consultant or broker groups out there. Uh, IFPG is one of them. Now, we happen to be the largest. That was one of the reasons I came on board. Uh, But more than anything, it was I saw IFPG as the future of of consulting. And so when Don approached me about the opportunity, I was very honored. Um, And with his integrity, I I, I asked all around trying to find somebody to say something bad about Don and just couldn't find it. So the combination of IFPG being the largest, IFPG growing more aggressively with the with the technology that they have and the model they have, and ultimately the integrity that Don has in the team, I, I, I found a home and I'm, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, so I want to unpack that because you mentioned there are eight there are eight different national broker networks out there. Obviously, you've got you just alluded to some of the things that you're doing, kind of with with some secret sauce and then some good old fashioned integrity. What do, what do you think really, you know, I think you kind of answered it, but drill in a little bit more of what kind of separates you guys and uh, maybe in some cases makes you a value add. Because I know that you have some, some ways that, that, you're, that you're not necessarily in competition with other broker networks, but talk about what makes you guys special. You got it. Well, the reason, so we have three membership types. I'll hit all three real quick. We got the supplier vendor partners, the folks that support franchisors and and consultants. Then we have the consultants themselves, the brokers, and then we have the franchisors and together that's why they join to have access to one another. Um, 
consultants first. Why are so many consultants coming over to us? First of all, we encourage any consultant that's already with the network to stay with that network. There's lots of great uh, networks out there, and many of them allow them to be a member of more than one organization. If that's the case, we never want to take somebody from another network. But if they're interested in, in, in having a, a larger inventory of great franchisors, and, uh, or if they're a new consultant and they're interested in keeping 100% of their commission, I'll say that again, and I'll sound like a big-time salesperson mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent of your commission you get to keep. That's that's really the number one reason so many folks are coming over from the consultant side. I was also surprised to hear that we've got a sister company called Career Transition Leads, and I continue to hear day in day out how good these leads are. So I'm getting a lot of new consultants come on board just because of the uh, Career Transition Leads uh, avenue. They have to be part of IFPG to get those leads. Uh, Zors, I mean, why does Zor come on board with the broker groups? It's, it's uh, first of all, broker groups in general. I mean, it's a lot less risk financially. You, you've got hundreds of experts out there finding great leads, qualifying them, educating them, and then uh, weaning out the franchises that don't make sense and introducing them to the ones that do. So from a franchisor standpoint, it just makes sense to work with the consultants. IFPG, IFPG because we're the largest and um, and we're doing a whole lot of deals. We're easy to work with, and my gosh, we're we're very affordable to work with. I was paying, uh, I paid one group fifty thousand dollars just to join them uh, as a franchisor, and then I was paying fifteen hundred a month to several groups in memberships. That was yeah. before I did a single deal with us. Yeah. It's a it's it's a fraction of that. So franchisors are coming on just because it's we're doing a lot of deals, and it's extremely affordable to do so. What do you say to, to there are brands out there that you know they, they handle franchise sales on their own. They don't, they're not engaging broker networks. They're you know they they might be a little bit down on broker networks. This and that and the other. I know there's a lot of sentiment out there with portals and there's mixed uh, opinions and ideas and all the rest. But others do have really great success with it. How are kind of how are things trending with with broker networks in general and 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 uh, you know, why, why ought some of those folks reconsider their approach? Sure. Yeah. Fantastic question. So a few, several years back, I was interviewing for the chief growth officer role with expense reduction analysts. Love those guys. And the CEO, uh, I'm, t- I'm interviewing him. He's interviewing me. And I said, so where are you getting your leads today? Where are the franchisees hearing about you? Where are you getting your closed deals? He said, well, Red, we're mostly working with the broker groups. And I didn't mean to. I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. to say this, but I laughed out loud right there in front of him. And I said, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. You, you, you're you have the weakest sales team out there. Oh my gosh, do you not have any marketers? And I'm just kind of, I'm figuring I'm not even going to go to that company back then because I was like, I, 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 that's the weak way to go and that's the most expensive way to go. I'm telling them all the reasons why not to use brokers. And he, he said, well, Red, you know, you come in, you can change that, but we welcome you to try it. I came in and I had a full 180. I was so impressed with the quality of leads, the volume of leads, the relationships I was building. I was just loving it. And mm-hmm. so... They taught me a lot about the value of the broker groups. And then fast forward a few years, I was at uh, a, a conference I just love. I was at the Franchise Leadership and Development Conference in Atlanta. I go to it every year, big fan of it. And I saw Mike uh, from the Dwyer Group, now Neighborly. Mike had been with them for 42 years. We're yep. catching up uh, at dinner, and he's, I said, so where are you getting your leads, man? Anything hot and new? He goes, Red, I'm, I'm in the broker groups now, broker network. And I said, oh, my gosh. Dwyer's got millions and millions. They do like $3 billion. You, you had always told me you'll never do the broker groups. What made you change your mind? 
He said, well, we, you know, Dart Group acquires brand after brand. I think they have 21 brands today. He said, we just acquired three brands. I think it was Service Brands International. And they grew almost exclusively through the consultant or broker networks. And so, you know, we, we acquired them. We figure, well, if it's working, let's take a look at it. And what they realized, this is, they got like 50 people on their sales team. They got 50 people on their marketing team. I mean, they're huge. They don't need the brokers. They got a ton of money. Why were they working with the brokers? He said, it just comes down to this. These are leads we would have never got elsewhere. No, we're not going exclusive with just brokers. We've got other avenues. We've got other investment methods and marketing uh, ways that we're getting leads. But these the brokers are giving us lots of good quality leads, and we absolutely would have never gotten them otherwise. So I figured, man, if the if the one of the biggest franchisors on planet Earth was uh, going all in with brokers, um, and and the little ones, the emerging brands that uh, we allow in our network, most networks, in fact, I don't know any other network that does allow emerging brands to work with their brokers. If emerging brands want to, and the biggest ones want to, then there must be something to it. Um, couple of things, couple of follow-up points. One, Mike Bidwell will actually be on the podcast. I think we're meeting on the 5th of June. Um, we just published Mary Kennedy, but Mike's, Mike's coming on right after in early June, which is, I can't believe already a couple of weeks away. Mm. Um, so, so He's a good new, friend. Uh, but how do you, and I want to get into something you said about the emerging brands and, and how that's a little bit different for what you guys are up to. But before I do that, how do you, what do you recommend? What's your advice or your experience sharing on the topic of, Hey, I'm already involved. I'm already involved. Uh, how do I draw? And I love, I love the movement that we have. I've closed a deal or two or three or whatever it is, but I want to get more movement. How, how do I drive engagement? What are maybe some best practices that I can put in place to help, help uh, just drive more positive movement and ultimately close more deals? What advice do you have? Buddy, I could write a book on that one. Um, so number one problem or mistake I see franchisors of all sizes making, and I, I'm talking to folks every day that want to come into our network, and I'm looking at their, their, their fee structure, and um, the, the franchise fee is too low. I'll just put it out there. Franchise fees are too low, and they, the franchisor incorrectly looks at it as well. You know, I'm charging fifteen thousand. If I bump it up another fifteen, that's a hundred percent increase. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. Or I'm at twenty eight. If I go to forty nine, that's a eighty percent increase. You can't look at it like that. If your all in investment is two hundred and your franchise fee is twenty, and you bump it up to thirty five, you didn't go up seventy five percent or whatever whatever the math is. You went up you know, 7%. Look at buyers and consultants, look at the all-in investment. They don't, they're not dwelling on the franchise fee. And so get your franchise fee in alignment so that you can make a little bit of money in selling a franchise. I mean, kudos to you if you don't need to make any money. Most, most folks do need to make a little bit when they sell a franchise, but you need to pay your franchise development agents uh, a, a living wage or a respectable commission. More importantly, you need to be able to cover the expense of selling the franchise, which includes marketing, includes the brokers. And when, you, when folks are out there paying a ten dollars or $15,000 commission to the brokers, that's why they're not getting deals in the broker networks because there are a whole bunch of folks paying 25 and 35 and 45 commissions on the deal. So that's one. Um, I'll hit one other. Uh, 
Getting exposure, getting access and exposure to the consultants is huge. How can you do that? Well, we've rolled out a new membership called Elite Membership. We've got a ton of franchisors. In fact, when I came on at day three of, of being here, I sent out a survey asking franchisors, what do you like about us? What could we do better? What's your advice to me? The number one thing I got back times five was... We want more access and exposure to the consultants. And so I put together Elite Membership where we got a lot of fun things they can do. We got a magazine rolling out for consultants. We've got exclusive uh, uh, fun times like at Top Golfs around the country. We've got a website takeover where the brands can take over the website for a week and be all over the website with their branding. We've got new webinars. I've got videos, interviews I'm doing. So we're just, we're, we're shaking it up and getting franchisors who are serious about aggressive growth, a lot more ways to get noticed. Love it. So when is the magazine rollout? Do you guys have a date on that or is that already out? And what all is involved in that? Thanks. It's called Franchise Consultant Magazine and just straight up Franchise Consultant. You know, uh, that it's for franchise consultants. We're going to be sending it to all our, our Zor members as well and our vendor members, but it's for the consultants. Uh, it's going to be talking about some of the hottest brands, the Zors that are really wanting to grow and why they want to grow and why why a consultant should be pitching those brands. So that's the number one focus for, the, for it is uh, the brands that want to grow. Let's give them one more avenue to be able to get in front of those consultants. I mean, we have over, I think it's over 460 60 something consultants now. And the brands are in the high threes. It's 360, 380 something. So uh, they're fighting for iSpace, fighting to be noticed. And this is one more way to get noticed. I I like the magazine. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, emerging brands. So you've mentioned that some of the other broker networks do not work with emerging brands. So maybe could you talk about what, mistakes you see some emerging brands making and and why you guys work successfully with emerging brands. Absolutely. So I don't blame most consultant networks. In fact, I think every other one doesn't let emerging brands. I believe we're the only one because most emerging brands, let's be real, they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're they're throwing it together. The the founder of the franchise is trying to be the salesperson, the franchise development agent. And so they don't have a process. They're not using a good CRM. They don't have a a drip campaign. They're not taking them through the steps properly. They're not disclosing properly. They're not uh, setting proper for expectations. They're not talking timeline. They're not qualifying. I mean, I can go on and on about all the, all the mistakes that emerging brands and newbies in the franchise world make. Well, we have a special heart for newbies. I mean, everybody was a newbie at one point or another. And so uh, Don, our founder, agrees with me wholeheartedly that the future of franchising are the emerging brands. So we want to give back to them. We wholeheartedly let them in our network and we welcome them. In fact, it's the cost to get in for emerging brands, brands with 10 or less franchises, is half the, half the price. It's a whopping $125 a month to get in front of 450, 480 consultants. So it's uh, very easy to get in. But then once they get in, because most a lot of consultants don't want to work with them. We get that. But we do have quite a few consultants that love working with emerging brands who have their act together. So we help them get their act together pretty quickly. We've got a lot of training sessions that are free once they become a member to get them educated on the process, educating on how to talk to the work with a consultant, 
and the uh, candidate hand in hand. So we we don't just welcome them in and take their money and then let them fail. We train them and help get them up to speed on how to work successfully with consultants. And then we do the same with the consultants, what to look for in an emerging brand, and how to talk to them to make sure they understand what's going on through the process. Got it. So let's let's just be clear. So you mentioned earlier, IFPG is not taking fees that you're a 100% membership based organization. So that's a that's a double value add. So for example, for the consultants, they're they're able to take the fees and your model is really based on the long term value of the network. That's that's correct. It's absolutely correct. The consultants love it because they make more with us than other brands. They get to keep it all. Yeah. And the, we treat everybody equally. I've been to a lot of the franchise broker conventions where there's some deputants over here just strutting around, uh, think, think their stuff don't smell and, uh, and they're getting all the attention and all the franchisors are chasing them around because the network touts them as the big producers. We treat everybody equally at IFPG. Sure. We'll have some awards and some some uh, presentations, some accolades for for folks who are doing things right, but it's not just all about putting money to to their pockets. It's it's acknowledging integrity, acknowledging uh, time in the industry, acknowledging women who've stepped up. We 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 want to give people uh, the awards and acknowledgments they deserve, not just about the bottom line money. Love it. So, how does someone become a consultant or a broker in your network? what what uh, materials and training and all the rest you have available and why why should they? I think you just spoke to all the reasons why, but how does someone go about that? Sure, Ryan. So IFPG, there's really three ways folks come in as a consultant. Number one, they are already a consultant with the network. They're trained well, and the network allows them to, to be with others. We welcome those folks into ours to share in the knowledge and share in the training, share in the inventory that we have. Number two, it's franchise development experts, folks who are working for Zors, who who see the possibilities on the other side of the fence, see the money that can be made, see the lives that can be impacted. And we get a lot of those folks come over and decide to be a consultant with IFPG. And then the third is uh, the folks who just, it's a new world. It's a new career. It's sort of like someone buying a franchise. We do training for new consultants. It's uh, way less than most any other franchise out there. It's 19900 So it's a significant investment, but it's not in the six-figure and seven-figure investments like a lot of franchises. So for $19,900, they, they get a, 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 a solid month of very thorough training, one-on-one webinars, one-on-one Skype calls, lots of phone calls with folks who've done it, been there, done that. These are not folks that just um, they can't do it, so they become teachers. As we've heard, these are our consultants that are making oftentimes seven figures that are training our newbies. Uh, and then we uh, provide them with a bunch of leads that's included. We've set them up with a custom website and we handhold them through the process once they get launched with a, a, a mentor helping them every step of the way. So it's, uh, and a lot of these franchise development folks that are out there selling franchises that decide to convert over to this side, they're doing that also because it is a different world. Just because they've worked with consultants from the franchisor side doesn't mean they understand all the intricacies and the nuances, uh, nuances about how to be a consultant successfully. So yeah, we, we're training several folks each month in that, that world too. Love it. Nice. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, you mentioned kind of briefly in that last response, you mentioned impact. You know, when people see the impact they can make on 
folks' lives, helping helping them find a franchise and go into business for themselves and chase their version of the American dream. And I know that you've helped throughout your career. You've helped through on the franchisor side of the business and then through the, the various other companies that you're a chief development officer for. And now today through IFPG, you've helped a ton of people get into business for themselves. And you've seen a lot of really great stuff. Is there, do you have any particular stories that come to mind or, or just thoughts on that topic in general? Because I know it's one of the most rewarding parts of franchising. It, re- is it really is, man. That. Thank you. Yeah. I have not been asked that before. That is a great question. It's, um, there's so many ways we, uh, if you've got work ethic and you got a few brain cells, there's so many ways to make money in this world. But, and don't get me wrong. I, I am as uh, ambitious as the next person to have a good income and be able to provide for my family. But life is so much more than that. And so I found my calling to impact lives through business ownership, and I absolutely love it. If you look at the stuff I've done before IFPG, all my brands I've worked with uh, intimately and exclusively with were brands that you work with real people. What I mean by that is I didn't uh, stay with any brands that were just selling to mega million dollar conglomerates. I was working with real people and changing real lives. And I absolutely love that. And so, you know, when you look at um, Career Transition Leads, our sister company, they're finding people that are in between roles, oftentimes executives, who are looking for a change and they don't even know they can do it in franchising. And we're changing their lives with IFPG uh, training providing certified franchise consultant training. We're truly changing lives. And then with the other brands, the Action Coach and Expense Reduction Analyst and Pepler, all those and a couple dozen other brands I've worked with, we're seriously changing lives, giving people their their family time back. Uh, a buddy of mine that has um, a life coaching franchise called uh, Bucket List, I absolutely love what they do. He uh, He says it's not work-life balance. It's work-life blending is the trend, folks. uh, And that's how I live my life. I work at night until the kids go to sleep. And then during the day, I go have lunch with the kids during work time. So I'm blending it back and forth and just making uh, work and life there's no no separation. Some people may think that's unhealthy. I absolutely love it. My, My kids go with me on work trips. I go on vacation and do work. It's a total blend. And in franchising, so so many franchise opportunities allow you to do exactly that. So it's so rewarding. And I get folks, man, I told you I started a franchise almost 20 years ago and I sold it back uh, 10 years ago. The I am friends with every one of those franchisees on Facebook today. Uh, I, I Heck, I talked to three of them this morning on Facebook, and I hadn't even been involved in that organization in 10 years because they know my heart and they know the heart of of the people that, that, that I hooked them up with. We changed their life. They're still running their business today and loving every minute of it. And a lot of people who uh, – one fellow was a CF uh, – a CF uh, – what is he? He's an accountant, not a CFO, but um, a certified fran- uh, accountant. Yeah, he, he hated it. CPA, thank yeah. you. He hated it, and he loved dogs, loved being outside. And we hooked him up with the Pet Butler franchise, and so uh, still today, he's a good buddy on LinkedIn, on Facebook, uh, sharing day in day out what he does at his job. And it just, man, it makes my heart smile. And I bring my kids into it, and I show them, look at what they're doing. It matters what you do with your career. It matters. You can impact people. I think it was Ben, uh, was it uh, Emerson that said, "Never underestimate the power of your influence." And we influence people. People and everything we do, and I found that in franchising, 
from the development side, you can really impact folks in a huge way to the positive. Man, I love that. I vibe with everything you just said. It's There's a it, kind of going on to the topic that you said, it's not about work-life balance, but blending. I also agree with that. It's like when, you're, when your vocation feels like a vacation, you know you've you, you're in the right spot. And so it was actually at a, at un, it was at unconference at one of the, one of the, I think the last day we did one of the group facilitated sessions and there was David Barr and a couple of other people. There was a couple of presentations going on, but it's one of the topics that we dove into. And it's uh, whenever those, whenever, whenever those things are online, things, good things tend to happen. And uh, people are blessed that find that find that in their lives for sure. Um, I found it in mine on a different side of business, but um, you mentioned your kids and it's, it's funny because I feel like I know your kids. I've never met them. I've, you and I've hung out in person a few times, but you mentioned your kids and I see you, you're on Facebook and you, you're really, you're a really authentic person and, and you just, you put out there exactly what you're about. You're active on social media. Um, and I think in my opinion, in just the perfect way. And so you, you're, you really kind of, I think you could speak to a lot of what we're seeing out there, especially in my world. It's, it's like this blend of, of this personal branding opportunity and all, and all the rest. But talk a little bit about how you view um, these outlets that you have to just really kind of be authentic and, and share what you're passionate about and, and maybe build a personal brand. Absolutely. You know, yeah, some people look at social media as work. I love it. I, and back in 98, I was on uh, message boards before the words, you know, the phrase social media ever existed. I just love getting to know folks and, and talk business, talk shop, talk life. And so social media is a blast to me. I don't overdo it. I, I make, I'm very conscious of that. But when you've got good things to share and things that you're proud of and things that other people would care about, it's, it's fun to share it. And so, yeah, I, um, my, my wife thinks I'm way too transparent, way too honest. I'm sure at some <laughs> point, um, you know, I see myself turning out to be like the golden girls. Remember old, the oldest lady, golden girl. This is before your time, Mr. Millennial. But there was an old show called the, <laughs> the Golden Girls. And one of them had zero filter, zero getting in trouble all the time. And so I, I can relate to her all too well. But um, social media is just sharing your life with others and the good, the bad, the ugly. Hopefully, I, I, I nobody really wants to hear a whole lot about the bad, so I keep the negative to a minimum. But just the fun of life, and so oftentimes life, you either got to laugh or cry. And there's a lot of times that you cry, but I try to make the most of the laughter and and share the fun and share the the funniness of it. I'll have yeah. funny candidates that I share. So taking the kids on, on business trips and, and, and showing that I've had so many of my, of my friends tell me, I mean, I, and I apologize if this sounds like I'm bragging, but I inspire them to be a better parent because they see me doing stuff with my kids. So, so stinking much. And I tell you what, I don't half the time. I don't even post it. Cause it's not about I'm doing this to post something to show I'm a good parent. It's just, hopefully inspiring folks to realize that there's so many things we could be doing out there, taking our kids fishing, taking them, you know, indoor surfing. And just uh, every Tuesday morning, I take my two sons to Chick-fil-A and we do a Bible study together and half of it's Bible study and talking about life. And then half of it is I put together 10 to 15 random weird questions and I have them answer them. And then I'm putting all those questions that they write down the answers to, I'm putting it in a book. 
and I have hundreds of pages of questions that they've answered, and it has the date and their name. So it's just cool stuff like that that you're making memories and sharing life and doing life together. Uh, and I do life together with not just my family, but with my friends around the globe too. Yeah, I love that. I love the book, the book idea and thing. And to some of the maybe naysayers out there saying, oh, I don't need to be out there broadcasting my life on that stuff. It's, it's just a way for, it's a way, it's just the, it's how people keep up with each other in a lot of ways, right? It's like, you're not going to text message someone, a picture of you going to see the, the latest Avengers movie with your son. But it's <laughs> the fun image, the fun image that you put up gives the people in your family and everybody else a fun light, you know, a way to keep up. So uh, yeah, I find some ideas are, to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. And so I would I'll not have gotten. You, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I would not have gotten this this wonderful job that I have as president of IAPG, nor would I have gotten my previous uh, consulting gig, nor would I have gotten my previous job before that. None of those would have happened were it not for my presence on social media. And I assure you, I do not have any uh, high-level strategy about what I'm doing on social media. I just see life. I see business. I share it. I don't overdo it. I don't underdo it. I just share it a, uh, once or twice a day, something funny, interesting that, are, that I think is cool or great news. And people see that and they like it. They're inspired by it. And they, you know, a little bit, they, they see that I know what I'm doing and I'm living, living my brand and my brand is uh, building franchises. And so that's what's caused me. And I hope this is an inspiration to folks that are listening to get all sorts of job offers. Even when I'm not looking, I get approached often people trying to recruit me to run their, their company because I live franchising, breathe franchising, and I uh, have fun doing it. So be your brand, be it out in, out there. Don't annoy people and, and um, just be authentic. I mean, heck, I wear red vans everywhere I go. I mean, people remember me not because of my red hair, but because of my red vans. That's a, um, and also my, my hair's falling out. But anyway, <laughs> just be real. Yeah, I, I remember I told you that you reminded me of Axe from from the show Billions. And you said, oh, yeah, is that the, is that the latest redhead that's out? Like, if it's Cowboys season, I get the Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I stayed up till after midnight last night watching one of the Billions episodes. I'm, I'm, so, I'm a little behind on it, but, man, I'm so getting into it. It's a good show. That's a real good show. But there's another point that I want to make in what you were just saying, because I believe in that super hardcore and it, it, I, there, what I do for a living in terms of our, my Rallyo and our technology and our managed service is we help franchisors do that on, and, and their franchisees, really, in terms of putting that local, authentic, engaging content. Yes, they're the place for the paid ads, but it's super critical. But you're, you're, for the consultants that you have in the audience, this is a way for them to humanize themselves and what they do and for them to build community themselves as they're you know, the folks that they're, that they're working with, they should be connecting with, engaging, and, and at least publishing whatever's authentic to them. I mean, if you like fishing, talk about fishing and whatever whatever's authentic to you. But why do you do what you do in, in, in your business life and figure out some sort of a way to, to put that online? Because a lot of people miss opportunities as it relates to that. I think you're just a good example. You do it naturally. But your consultants and, and all the folks in the organization could benefit from that. Yeah, there's so many just great benefits that are personal and rewarding, but also impactful to others. I mean, 
back five years ago or eight years ago when I got on, I forget, I've probably been on LinkedIn nine years now. I friend anybody I connect with, anybody I meet, people go to my Sunday school class church, I connect with them on LinkedIn. It's not like I'm prospecting, I'm trying to sell everybody insurance. I just like connecting with people and sharing life. And so when I did that at ERA, every, every, uh, lead I got, I connected with on LinkedIn. And then when I left ERA and started posting about Action Coach, I had some of those past ERA leads see me at Action Coach and want to know about Action Coach. And now that I'm leading IFPG, I'm having folks from previous brands that I connected with on LinkedIn that didn't end up buying anything because it wasn't the right time or the right opportunity. Now seeing Wow, franchise consulting, what's that about? Red, hey, you you know, you talked to me four and a half years ago at such and such company. It wasn't the right time, but man, I'm looking now. Tell me more about this. So there's a lot of benefits besides just the personal um uh, that you that come from uh, the various social media sites. Agreed, man. Um let's move to the last question or two as we part, because I have someone else calling in on this bridge shortly. Um you travel a ton. I see that on social. I travel a lot. Travel schedules are hectic. How do you manage the chaos in in this world? I think you kind of already alluded to it and how you talked about balance, but we are bouncing around all over the place with conferences. Talk a little bit about that and then maybe some of the, uh, maybe share about the conference that you guys have uh, in in the summer. I know it's a really good one. Yes, sir. Yep. It's actually in October. So a lot of ways I handle travel. Uh, one is I have a wonderful wife that, uh, is, is a rock and she takes such wonderful care of the kids. Uh, number two, I communicate very well. We, 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 you know, communication is the biggest reason for wars, for divorces, for problems in this world. So you got to be a good communicator. And another one would be Skype. I do a lot of Skype calls with them. So it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's kind of like I'm there where I get, we can see each other and talk through Skype. I still help them on home with homework while I'm out of town via Skype or, um, other video platforms. Another yeah. is I'll take each, I got three children, a 12 year old, 15 and 16. I'll take each one by themselves on at least one business trip each year. And they love that. I love that. It's really making memories. And we try to stay a day or two extra and have some extra fun during that time. But they work with me too. So they're getting some real world experiences. Um, from a travel standpoint, man, we're like, a week and a half away from IFE New York City, the, the largest franchise expo in North America. So I'm really stoked about that. I hope to see a yeah. bunch of you guys there. Um, and then a bunch of stuff in the fall. My gosh, I'll be all over the place in the fall. But the, the highlight, of course, is the IFPG retreat. I, I get a kick out of it. Everybody else calls theirs a conference or convention. We call ours a retreat. Uh, back when I was a franchisor, I, they, they videoed me, and I couldn't stop laughing about the word retreat. So anyway, it is kind of a retreat, man. It's fun. It's like, I mean, there's no booths. I mean, how many com- conferences and conventions don't have booths? I mean, I love that because, man, as a franchisor, I'm lugging this 100-pound booth around with me and I'm standing there for eight hours schlepping whatever. I don't like that. That's no fun. I like getting out there talking, mixing, mingling, walking around, seeing friends, um, you know, breaking bread together. And that's what our retreat's all about. We do speed dating. We do uh, got this giant yacht where we do dinner and dancing and drinking and karaoke. We've got uh, roundtable discussions. We've got uh, panel discussions. Just a whole lot of time of getting to know the Zors, getting to know the consultants and the vendors, building relationships and having a blast. 
I love it. I'm going to have to make my way to that, to that yacht event that you mentioned. That sounds really nice. <laughs> October 2nd through 4th. Come one, come all. It sells out too. So if anybody's considering it, they need to reach out to us pretty quick. It's, it's going to be a really good time at the Margaritaville Resort and Hotel in uh, Hollywood Beach, Florida, October 2 through 4. Love it. Folks, go check that out. The last question that I'm going to ask you, Red, is what did I not ask that I should have? Did I leave anything out? <laughs> Man, Brian, you were thorough. And uh, most people probably figure that you and I set up and talked about all these topics and planned this whole thing. You're just a natural, man. You, this, <laughs> we didn't plan any of this. Thank you for the great questions. Um, you know, we talked about IFPG and why I'm here and why I love it so much, why we're leading the, uh, the industry, getting leads and getting deals for franchisors and bringing on a bunch of new consultants. That's what I've been talking about so much. So yeah, I, I've, I've had a blast. Thank you for answering your calling and fulfilling it so, so, uh, so well. Uh, where am I, Hey, where am I going to see you on the road next? What do you, you got any big trips coming? I'll see you next week or whenever, when, what are we going on? I'll see you at IFE two weeks from now. Beautiful. Yeah, I'll be out okay. there. And I will be all over uh, as well. So we'll probably be at most of the same places, but yeah. I appreciate we, uh, all that you do, brother. Yeah. We're going to have to have you back on the show. And I know that we've got a lot of neat stuff coming here on modern business some stuff that we're almost ready to announce, but not quite ready to announce. But uh, thank you very much, Mr. Matthew Red Boswell. Thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure, Ryan. Always a pleasure. See you soon on the road, brother. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.